welcome to the Mental Yoga Life with Kim. Let's live lifefully together. So I like to do these podcasts on Sunday, Sunday night at least is my is my goal. Uh, today we're we're on Monday. Uh, I realized as I was finishing it up that I wanted to talk a little bit more about one of the verses because it connects back with some of the other episodes that we've done so far. And it provides, I think, a pretty big clue uh, to what mental yoga is is all about. Um, so I wanted to dive just a little bit more deeply into that. And uh, there'll be a little moment where I'm going to uh, kind of take a break uh, from the original um, recording and add just a little bit. Um, so there's your there's your teaser <laughs> for listening. This is a short episode, so uh, we're just adding a little a little bit more. But I thought it was important. So um, and it's it's getting uh, late now. Uh, I decided to indulge in um, World Sleep Day was just the other day, and um, it comes at a good timing because uh, with the time change, I. I've been um, having a little bit more trouble adjusting to it uh, this year and um, haven't gotten good sleep. And so I took a two-hour nap today, which also uh, affected <laughs> the uh, coming out of this uh, week's podcast. Okay, so now on to our mental yoga life episode on enlightenment, a little bit of the how and uh, the what of enlightenment with a little extra interjection in the middle of from me explaining just a little bit more about one of the concepts. Now we're doing yoga sutras 1.17 through 1.21. It's on uh, concentration and also on a light enlightenment, um, but enlightenment with, um, with concentration. So Yoga Sutra 1.17 says that samadhi or enlightenment with consciousness happens in four types. There's enlightenment with reasoning, where we are still, you know, we're using our, our, our mind, our sense of reasoning, intuition. There's enlightenment with deliberation um, through deliberate investigation and discernment. There's enlightenment with bliss. And there's enlightenment with self-consciousness, where we're still, we're still conscious, we're still aware, um, we're still like a little bit separate um, from what's often called the, the object. Yoga Sutra 1.18 says that when the fluctuations of the content of the mind, and if you might remember, or if you go back and listen to one of our very first episodes, that is what mental yoga is all about, the calming um, or observing of the fluctuations of the content of the mind um, and that these um, fluctuations cease. So when the fluctuations of the content of the mind cease through constant practice and the imprints and the residue in the, in the mind are the only thing that remain. So these imprints and residues in the mind are um, the past sometimes um, considered just like a, a sense of um, that we've existed um, before when they're the only thing that remain 
there is another type of samadhi or um, enlightenment. So there's many types, and I think this is important to remember um, when we're practicing, when we're contemplating, when we're experiencing, uh, perhaps if we're lucky, experiencing different types of um, samadhi, that there are different types. They're not just this one type. And then the yoga in sutras go on to explain that there are some types of yogis that um, the content of the mind is bodiless or they are one with nature. Um, sometimes it's translated to say that there's some types of yogis that are kind of born um, into in enlightenment. And so they don't need to practice as hard as the, some of the rest of us. So I want to interject here and draw your attention to our episode uh, four, which is about uh, creation, Samkhya philosophy. We're talking about uh, Prakriti and uh, Purusha. So Prakriti is mentioned actually in this in this verse uh, one nineteen, uh, which is sometimes um, translated to basically, you know, there's one type of yogi who's already enlightened. Um, there's, there's words in there again, that means that, you know, there's a type of yogi that's already has a bodiless mind or is one, uh, with nature. And so this, this word nature that is sometimes a translation is actually talking about Prakriti. Prakriti has all of the gunas in there, the three strands of matter. So that's, uh, balance, activity, and inertia or, or rest uh, might be a more positive uh, way of uh, defining it. So that's uh, sattva is balance, rajas is activity, and tamas is, uh, let's call it uh, rest. And so part of enlightenment, if as this sentence is saying, some of um, us are, are born and having this natural sense of realizing that we are Prakriti, that we are a, a combination of these gunas, um, this combination of balance, activity, and rest. And th this comes from pure consciousness, right? So pure consciousness and this uh, Prakriti uh, merge, then that becomes part of our, our higher mind and then our higher mind uh, relates to our ego. So as we start to drop away um, our ego, our sense of um, I am, I, I amness is what it's often uh, translated to. Uh, then we connect with our higher wisdom. Uh, and then um, enlightenment is even beyond that and connecting with ourselves as Prakriti and recognizing that we are these strands of matter that we're of nature of the material world. And this material world is an expression of pure consciousness. And um, it's kind of interesting just to uh, reflect on that. Um, I was reflecting on that. While I was driving in the car a little bit, thinking about, you know, different things that, relate to me as the specific I am that I am. Um, and uh, 
getting ready to record the podcast and thinking about this particular part of it, when I started to just connect with that um, aspect of, of myself as an expression of pure consciousness, I found that it really uh, cleared my, my thoughts as my mind kind of just contemplated um, this, this sense of being connected to um, just a part of nature and um, an expression of, you know, overarching um, whatever it is, <laughs> pure consciousness, um, however you may define that um, for yourself. So that also kind of points to us, like what is enlightenment? Like a lot of times, um, if you're into the yoga texts and everything, you might be interested in learning more, you know, about enlightenment. And I feel like this verse gives us some clues of, of what that is, uh, that this whole section, you know, talks about how there's the different levels of it, if you want to call them levels, um, that can feel a little bit more, you know, attainable, um, that when we might compare, you know, ourselves to this grand concept of, um, of enlightenment. Um, so perhaps the simplest, um, definition of that is that we recognize, you know, that we're, uh, part of, uh, nature that, um, we're connected to this original creative cause, uh, however you might define that, whether it's a more spiritual way or a more scientific way, not that the two are mutually exclusive. Uh, we could, that could be like a whole nother, uh, podcast, um, series just, just in itself, you know, multiple episodes on that. Uh, so anyway, I am going to uh, be uploading uh, some of these um, verses so that you can take a greater look at uh, some of the alternative ways to translate them and, and see what comes up for you or what you feel like it means. And uh, of course, I would love to hear any um, additional interpretations um, from, from you as well. So I am going to be providing on our um, website, mentalyoga.com on the blog, some of my translations and, um, you know, the, the, the Sanskrit words, um, that are part of these, um, sentences. And I like, I like to dive a little bit deeper into the words and, um, look at some of the, uh, multiple ways they could be translated. So, um, we'll get back to the following verses. Um, so it said that others, um, for others, there's a fivefold, uh, systematic path that there's, um, faith in the path. There's energy and effort and following the path. There's a remembering, a memory, and a mindfulness in following the path. There's deep concentration and a pursuit of wisdom. And this is the other type that's followed uh, by other people that aren't uh, born into enlightenment. And then the Yoga Sutras go on to say in Yoga Sutra 1.21 that the quickest path to enlightenment um, for those of us who aren't born into enlightenment is one that is met with intensity of feeling, with vigor and a firm, firm conviction and enthusiasm. And that for those who practice these intense practices and intense um, conviction, there are two, three more 
kind of like subcategories or types of practice. There's mild intensity, medium intensity, and intense intensity. And um, so those are kind of the, the paths um, to enlightenment, uh, which is often one of the goals of, of, of yoga. Um, the, be considered a goal or it might be considered uh, an outcome. Of course, we're always working towards non-striving. But on the other hand, for these yoga sutras, we see that there is an amount of effort. Um, but if we go back and reflect on our previous set of yoga sutras, there's, there's effort, but there's non-attachment. There's dedication but there's non-attachment to the, to the outcome. So though, though we might enjoy the outcome of maybe feeling a little more peace or a little more bliss, we also um, release the desire for that. And that actually helps with, um, with, with perhaps feeling a little bit more of the peace and maybe a feeling of, of, of enlightenment or wisdom. So we can remember Again, that there are five parts to following uh, the path, and that is to have to have faith in the path, to to believe that the that the, the path is going somewhere, <laughs> to have energy and effort in following the path, to remember and to be mindful, to have deep concentration, and to pursue um, the the wisdom. So there is some effort, but again with uh, releasing some of that desire uh, for the outcome. Thank you for joining us today on Mental Yoga Life. Thanks to all of our new subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, please do so. So we see you're out there listening. If you have any questions or comments or would like to leave a review, we would love that as well so that we can uh, connect in between the episodes, exploring a little bit more about the mind, but also starting to dive into some of the practices that we can do to help our minds. All right, have a good rest of the week. You can find us on The Mental Yoga Life on Facebook and Instagram and at just Mental Yoga Life on the web.